everybody. Welcome back to the Ball and Breakfast podcast here for week three of the NFL. Uh, Wayne and I are going to break down some predictions for you. Um, earlier tonight, we were on stuff about sports uh, with Jamal Edwards uh, and his team uh, over at the Give Us a Shout Network. So if you're on the internet, on YouTube right now, obviously give us a like, subscribe here at Ball and Breakfast, but then go on over to stuff about sports. Um, it's possibly on the Give Us a Shot Network on YouTube. Uh, so subscribe and like to their stuff, obviously, as well. Give it a look. Uh, we really enjoy those guys, really like-minded. So had a lot of fun. Uh, without further ado, we're going to dive right into this week's games, uh, starting off with the 49ers uh, going on the road against – or, sorry, the New York Giants going on the road to take on the 49ers. Uh, Wayne, who do you got here on Thursday night? I mean, I got to pick the 49ers. You know, again, short week, like that usually favors – uh, whoever's just the most talented team on the road too, uh, you know, for the Giants. So for me, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to discuss really. Like this Niners team is looking ridiculously awesome and talented. You know, in my opinion, they've been the most talented and most complete team overall. If you factor in quarterback play, offense, defense, special teams. So for me, uh, hands down 49ers uh, Giants haven't really been competitive too much this season. You know, had a kind of a throwaway game uh, last game, uh, I feel like. So, yeah, hands down, Niners here. Yeah, I'm going right with you. I mean, Niners are already getting 10 points. Uh, no Saquon Barkley. That's going to be a huge blow for them if they go Matt Breida behind center, especially after Daniel Jones and the Giants kind of showing, uh, obviously, in week one against the Cowboys, but then again on the road in Arizona, basically getting blown out in the first half. You know, a miracle run in the second half for sure. I don't know how much, you know, if it was Brian Dable, was it Daniel Jones, was it Arizona tanking a game or, or whatever it could be. But, I mean, this isn't like stable, sustainable football coming out of New York so far. And uh, to go on the road against San Fran, like one of the most dangerous teams in the league, uh, coming out at full force, like, I'm with you, man. I think this is going to be... You know, it's probably going to be a 10-point-plus game. Uh, I'll maybe go the over with the 49ers in this one. I mean, kind of ballsy to do that, but in the same sense, you know, they've been clicking on all cylinders. They've got everybody fresh and healthy, and yeah, New York's just looking real shaky. Yeah, 100% agree. I might go the over, too. Something like it, Yeah, it's just going to be really hard for them to at least compete, I think, against this Niners defense, but particularly on the offensive side for the Giants. So, yeah, without Saquon, sorry, Giants fans. I, I just don't see it here at all. This is going to be a tough uh, matchup for y'all. For sure. Uh, moving into the Sunday slate, we have the New England Patriots on the road against the New York Jets. Yeah, no, this one's going to be a great one. Like, this Pats team has been really competitive in all the games that they've had. So, uh, albeit, you know, the Jets, uh, now without Aaron Rodgers, I think, you know, they lost their uh, last game, uh, you know, this previous week. So for me, uh, I might, it's going to be a tough one, but I think the Jets will pull it off. Uh, you know, Pats, I think they've been 0-2, but uh, they're, they've been kind of like pushing the ball along and like been, you know, nice and uh, like particular about things. But, you know, again, they went against like the Dolphins and then uh, was it week one? Uh, I know they went against somebody really competitive too. So, uh, but yeah, really competitive teams that they've been going against. And just for me, I think this Jets team, I think they're trying to rally around Zach Wilson, just trying to make the most of it. Uh, but yeah, this Pats team, I don't think they have the firepower to compete uh, against. The, oh, yeah. So they, they they lost against the Eagles here. Again, competitive, competitive uh, game. But yeah, I'm going to decide the Jets here. Interesting. I'm going to actually go with the Patriots. Um, like you're saying, I mean, they have been in competitive games. I mean, against those two teams could be Super Bowl contenders on both sides for those um, really close matchups. I like what I've seen so far from Mac Jones uh, using a lot of Hunter Henry. I think Ramondre's good in the backfield, obviously that defense and, you know, their ability to get pressure. Um, you know, I think that could, uh, Obviously, spell fits for a guy like Zach Wilson, even if they're at home. I, I do like the Jets. I mean, obviously, I think their defense is incredible. Um, Dallas somehow <laughs> had a pretty uh, interesting game against them, kind of, you know, took them to the woodshed in, a, in, in you know, some sort of way. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's a little bit tricky to kind of just, just pick on a whim. But I, I would say, 
you know, when I first looked at them, I'm just like, I have this feeling about New England, you know, getting on the board, getting a victory. I mean, they've worked too hard to to go to 0-3 here um, right out of the gate. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Zach didn't necessarily show against the Cowboys. It's a tough matchup in the same sense, like, I think this one's going to be competitive. I just I just feel like mm-hmm. New England's going to get get their W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I'm going to go with the Jets. I see, uh, yeah, pa- Pats are favorites by three here. I think the Jets will, they'll be able to turn uh, uh, create some turnovers there. I, I think that's just what I'm feeling there with the Jets. Again, rallying around, going to be a raucous crowd, uh, you know, rallying around Zach Wilson, you know, against a division rival like the Pats. So uh, it's definitely much more of a field pick, but I'm going to go with the Jets here taking it. And hopefully maybe quieting some of the the rumors about getting another quarterback just a little bit, just a little bit. So, For sure. Um, Bills going on the road against the Washington Commanders. Yeah, I got to go Bills here. Sorry, Commanders. I think this uh, the Sam Howell, uh, you know, bandwagon slows down, slows down a, a little bit here. Uh, in my opinion, like, they just honestly have – the Commanders uh, haven't really – like face a really really good team like the Bills, right? Uh, you know, so far this season, uh, they went against with the Cardinals, uh, and then was the last game, uh, they uh, they beat uh, uh, the Broncos, you know, thirty five thirty three. So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, you're you're facing okay, you know, you're beating the teams, right? But they aren't exactly the cream of the crop, and that's I definitely where I feel like the Bills, uh, impressive showing last game, I think. Uh, they're fi- they're kind of figuring out a little bit at least uh, well, with with uh, uh, Jared Al or uh, Josh Allen I should say uh, how to utilize him a little bit more uh, maybe kind of calming him down being a little bit more ball controlish and then you know picking his uh, his spots to actually be aggressive uh, so maybe this is like kind of a, a stepping stone for them in that sense albeit it's going to be interesting I think with the the Commanders obviously they have that front four. So by all means, I don't think it's going to be a blow compared to, you know, what the Bills were doing last game. So, but it'll be close, but I still am picking the Bills here. Yeah, I'm going with you. I mean, Commanders, they played theirs on a practice squad in week one. Broncos, I think, are kind of in shambles at this point, too. Um, I had the Commanders winning five games this year in a personal bet uh, in my family, but uh yeah, I'm with you. I, I just don't think the Commanders are really there as a football team. I think they have a very interesting, exciting front four when it stays healthy. Um, most years it hasn't. So, I mean, it kind of – that that in itself will take the team as far as it can possibly go. I mean, I do like some of their weapons, but, you know, Sam Howell's early into his uh, career as a starting quarterback here. And to kind of play a team that's, you know, on paper at least a Super Bowl contender in the Bills, I mean, I think that, like you were saying, I mean – for Allen to find, you know, Dawson Knox and Khalil Shakur is like, it's nice to see he could get away from digs every once in a while and like show that, you know, he can be a more complete passer runner, everything else like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, for me, Buffalo goes into town, um, here outside of DC and just kind of takes care of business in a pretty convincing way, in my opinion. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but like, I'm a big, uh, Khalil Shakur fan. Like, I feel like he's got it. Uh, you know, I, from what I've seen, at least, whether it be, uh, you know, I'm just looking at highlights, even the stat sheet a little bit. I think he's, I think he has it as like a nice, you know, uh, tertiary type of wide receiver for uh, J- Josh Allen to just, you know, give some targets there, uh, create some separation in the slot. So, uh, yeah, I definitely wholeheartedly agree. He ought to just look at some other wide receivers and, you know, do a check down here and there too. You know, do something a little bit safer than just chucking it far and, you know, having a safety intercept, uh, you know, like it did uh, in some other games. So, yeah, go uh, definitely yeah. for the Bills. For sure. Yeah. And it, it looks like they're using a different, you know, backfield mix too. I feel like James Cook has gotten all the spotlight, I guess, going into the season. But, you know, Latavius Murray's definitely um, had a few touchdowns here. And then um, even Damian Harris is getting on the board. So it's kind of like, yeah, just diversify your mix. And, you know, that's going to be a strength. That's going to end up being a strength. You know, I feel like every time mm-hmm. you're forcing it into, you know, a double covered Stefan Diggs, it's like we're, we're just watching the Bills kind of, you know, face their own demise in that sense. So, uh, yeah, I think we're both on the same page here. So, uh, yeah, we'll move on to the next matchup, which will be our Chicago Bears trotting their butts onto uh, Arrowhead there in Kansas City to face the defending champs. Uh, Wayne, who do you got here? Yeah, this does not look good. 
for the Bears. Uh, you know, nice homecoming, I guess, for Ryan Poles a little bit. You know, going to uh, the organization that kind of took him in and, you know, got him this uh, whole uh, GM job and everything. So, but, yeah, I just don't see the Bears. Sorry, Bears fan. I just don't see it. Uh, you know, I'm really hard on Luke Getzey. I think he ought to be fired, like, like now. Uh, his play calling has been terrible. Uh, he hasn't been utilizing Justin Fields' strength. Uh, Justin Fields has not been performing well, and I don't know how much to blame we want to give him versus Luke Getzey, but Luke Getzey has not set him up for success. And I think the Chiefs, you know, uh, a little bit healthier now, a little bit healthier now. They're still kind of banged up, but, you know, we'll probably have Kelsey and then also Chris Jones from my understanding of everything. So I think that's enough. And then they, you know, this past game, there was definitely a lot of things on Tony and, you know, Sky Moore. Uh, I think they had an improved showing. So building up on that confidence momentum, you know, I definitely see the Chiefs winning on this. I don't know what the over-under is, but I feel like it's. Just, I'm just going to go over. <laughs> I'm not even looking. Yeah, I'm double checking right here. It's a it's a twelve and a half to Kansas City. Oh my god! <laughs> Man, I, I'm actually going to say this. Like, I will take the under on that. Yeah, you know, it's a lot. Because come on, I mean, thirteen points. I mean, Jesus. I mean, the thing is, it's like, I mean, looking at what Kansas City actually looked like having Chris Jones back against the Jaguars, who I think we all can say uh, will most likely represent you know, the AFC South this year, uh, you know, hold them to nine points on the road. That's pretty impressive. Kansas city. It doesn't look like their offense is in full gear just yet. I mean, they've had two sub sub par weeks for them as an organization, but you know, like you're saying with sky Moore getting on the board, uh, you know, Tony not running around with his head cut off, you know, this week, I think somebody actually said like, he may not even like read the playbook. Like he may not even know the playbook and that's what got him in trouble in New York. But he just kind of goes off his own athleticism and talent and, you know, finds, finds openings where he can and things like that. But um, no, I mean, obviously Kansas city is going to keep marching into the right territory for them as an organization. Like they're, you know, if not the best, like one of the best teams, you know, out there for this year. So um, like you're saying with the bears, I mean, to start off, Oh, and two is a little bit surprising for me um, just in terms of like what I thought their competitors you know, levels might be this year and they really haven't really looked all that competitive, but yeah, that, that pocket to me was just collapsing, collapsing, collapsing around Justin Fields. He gets a little nervous. He makes, you know, kind of a jittery throw. It led to, you know, a couple picks and, uh, you know, I encourage to see that DJ Moore is actually going to be a part of the offense. Like if that's the one thing you do, like just, just make him relevant on this team. Cause you know, he looked explosive once, you know, he caught the ball after the catch and, uh, you know, again, Roshan Johnson, you know, in the few touches that he got, he he looked electric. He looked quick. I mean, I look, I was like, you know, if we could just get that guy just more involved, uh, you know, maybe it's one of those things where you just make him the alpha for the week and just see how it goes. I mean, at this point, you got nothing to lose. Like, I like Khalil Herbert. I always thought, you know, his his yards per carry have always been extremely respectable. It's just, you know, maybe we have a star here and we just need to, like, you know, water that plant, let it grow. Like, let's see what it looks like, you know, because we absolutely have nothing to lose this year. I mean, even if we decide, Hey, you know, this isn't our year yet again. Um, let's just try to get as far up in the draft as we possibly can. Like, hopefully we understand what our identity is by the end of the year. Like we know who our playmakers are. We know we have in Justin, whether he's in or out, but the positive side in me, and then just even like the realist in me, like I see the raw talent in Justin, like, you don't get to be, you know, having the second most rush yards for a quarterback, you know, based on nothing. It's not it's not just like luck or, you know, negative game scripts that led to those, you know, that record, you know. And uh, I think it's just going to take time, seasoning, uh, comfort. I don't know what else it could be, but, man, yeah, I'm kind of in that uh, that mind frame where it's like if we let him go after this year, if he's just average with a, as a bear, he might thrive in another system with another team. We're going to be like just kicking ourselves in the, you know, feet over it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's just my whole thing. It's like, you know, with this whole thing with quarterback contracts, you know, year three now. Right. And, you know, the, the, the time's ticking in terms of how much more talent can we get on the bears team uh, and, you know, being under the salary cap. That's, that's obviously going to be a lot harder if we were to extend like Justin Fields, like make, 
make him like a Daniel Jones type of contract of some sort and, you know, kind of get pigeonholed there. But at the same time, like, he, it does take time to develop a quarterback. I don't like what Luke Getzey's doing at all uh, with the scheming and trying to be all cutesy and uh, not playing to the player's strengths, you know, making uh, Cole Komet, like, do wheel routes and stuff, like, all the damn time. Like, he's not that agile. So, um, and then, yeah, like, ha- getting uh, DJ Moore... More targets, more like he needs ten plus targets. In my opinion, he needs to be a ten plus target type of wide receiver. We need to like look at him, uh, yeah, ten plus times. He need, I I expect for him to hit have a hundred receptions by the end of the year. Like that's my expectations for him. Albeit I do have him on my fantasy team too, so uh, that would certainly help. But no, like from a winning standpoint, like he was open several times. That but Justin Fields, whatever the scheming was having there. He just wasn't looking at him. And I think that's design by design. And I also think that's on Justin Fields too. So hopefully they're looking at this. Hopefully they're making adjustments. But again, this all goes down to my opinion, like a lot of it, if I were to divide it up, you know, mathematically, maybe do like 60 to 70% on Luke Getze, not setting Justin Fields up for for success, you know, and uh, the pass protection definitely is something there that I think is partly has to do with Luke Getze. And then partly also has to do with just Justin Fields, his strength is just, uh, you know, getting getting the ball and ripping it, uh, and not necessarily doing like these five, seven drops, step drops, and then doing it at such a slow pace. He really needs to speed up his drops. Uh, so I don't know, a bunch of things, a bunch of blames to go around, both on Getsy, the pass protection, on uh, Justin Fields. But in the end of the day, yeah, Chiefs they're gonna win this game. I feel like so. Yeah. My only other point on Fields is like you have to look at him as a playmaker. He's not he's not a quarterback in my opinion. He's a playmaker. And there's certain guys under center that are playmakers like Anthony Richardson, um Lamar Jackson, a Michael Vick from the past. You know, there are guys that like they are pure, you know, athletes in a sense and you just have to find a way to utilize them at their greatest strengths and like honestly if Justin Fields is only getting four rushes for 3 yards like that's not going to help him win ball games. Like we need to actually maybe have him rush for 50 yards and pass for 200. Like maybe that's what the mix is going to be, you know, to, to make him a successful week to week quarterback. And uh, I still think they're just trying to figure it all out. They're still trying to figure out who is this guy? What are his strengths? Like, what are we going to do as a team? Like, I think they're just super confused and it definitely shows. So uh, anyways, they're taking a hard L this week and uh, (laughs) we'll keep it at that. But um, you know, Go Bears. Try to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, got to look at that under. That that that, sh- that should be interesting. Like, I think a lot more Bears fans, <laughs> they're probably cheering for that a little bit more than like, I don't know, when the Bears actually winning. So, yeah. For sure. Um, <laughs> next up, we have Indianapolis going on the road to take on the Ravens. Uh, Wayne, uh, who do you got there? Yeah, I mean, this is just a tough matchup, I think, for the Colts. Uh, the Ravens. Uh, playing pretty well uh, overall, you know. I think we kind of predicted them to lose last game uh, against the Bengals. You know, I think we we're both optimistic on the Bengals kind of bouncing back there. But uh, the Ravens' defense is really good. They've been playing. You know, I think I I was kind of I don't want to say negative, but I feel like I was you know doubting their you know uh, they lost some experience. I think uh, this off season, you know, Clay's Campbell and such. But they even though they're younger, they're playing really well, and I think. Yeah, I just under- underestimated there in their game planning, their scheming. So, uh, yeah, Ravens, uh, you know, I think they'll probably get some turnovers there against Anthony Richardson. Uh, you know, albeit the Colts have been playing pretty well overall, better than, you know, uh, maybe some other people expected. I thought they were, they have a pretty talented roster overall and then adding in a rookie quarterback. But, uh, you know, Shane Steichen, he's really played to Anthony Richardson's strength. And this is kind of what it would like uh, for the Bears to do more so of. It's like, he runs the ball and he's got a rocket arm. That's about it, at least for right now. Is isn't developing all the progressions, you know, simplifying the field, not making anything too complex, not making multiple reads under one play. That's exactly how you develop a quarterback. Luke Getzey, like get get the blueprint, copy paste. Um, but yeah, I think I see the Ravens are seven and a half, at least on DraftKings right now, on this Tuesday favorites. So. Uh, I might go with the over, actually. I know that might be aggressive, but uh, for me, you know, uh, I think uh, Lamar Jackson's getting a little more comfortable, so I, I might go with the over there. 
Fair enough. I mean, I'm going to take the Ravens as well. I think, number one, I want to know whether or not Anthony Richardson is going to play. I uh, had a concussion last week that took him out of the game. If we learned anything from Tua Tagovailoa last year, I would hope that he's sitting another week just so we don't watch anything uh, as ridiculous as what we saw last year in, in that sense, number one. Um, I think with Gardner Minshew, it uh, looked like Zach Moss played pretty inspired on offense. Um, I think they have a puncher's chance to just make it like interesting, make Sunday, you know, not just a pushover in terms of what the Colts can actually, you know, get out and do. Uh, they played hard enough against the Jaguars in the opening game where I was, you know, convinced that the, you know, maybe they won't be in the cellar of the AFC South at this point, um, you know, took it to the Texans as well. So um, we'll just have to see. I mean, I feel like they're, they're playing a little bit more inspired than I, than I would have thought, you know, going into the year, I thought the Jonathan Taylor thing was going to derail them, going to make them, you know, an absolute doormat and they haven't been that so far. And you know, on the other side, the Ravens, they played extremely inspired football um, against the Bengals on the road. I mean, I watching back, you know, that game and just checking out some of the highlights from that game, just just knowing they were down a couple safeties, you know, in terms of starters and their backup came in, had a huge pick to kind of lead off that third quarter run, you know, had Lamar hitting Zay Flowers for a deep ball. Andrews going in for a quick score thereafter. It was like at that point on, they kind of controlled the narrative of that game and you know, went into Cincy and stole a win and, you know, they sit 2-0 and, and, you know, now get to host, uh, you know, they get to host the Colts at home, which is, you know, seemingly a 3-0 and start. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the Ravens this year. I mean, I think year in, year out, we always talk about them being in the mix, being a playoff team, but we're not really sure, like, you know, what is their actual ceiling? Like, are they just kind of doing the Cowboys type thing where they, you know, they show up in the playoffs and their early exit type of thing. But, uh, yeah, man, this may be a different a different team, a different mix, and uh, yeah, just a different vibe this year. Yeah, I mean, again, in this Ravens team, as long as they stay healthy, I know they lost, you know, Dobbins for the year and everything, but they still have enough running back power. I feel like uh, to you know be pretty formidable. Like Justice Hill has played pretty well. Uh, Gus Edwards, he's usually played pretty well, but obviously they just got to stay healthy. I think that's the key thing, whether it's the running backs or other members of their team. Uh, good call on the Anthony Richardson. Yeah, like he has a concussion. Uh, yeah, again, if it's seven and a half, like honestly, I, I feel better about that seven and a half uh, picking me under there if Gardner Minshew is probably playing. Like he he fits kind of like the, I want to say he, he can definitely be an X factor. So, but yeah, I would probably pick the seven and a half under if Gardner Minshew is uh, there. Maybe we'll see if that line goes down if, you know, Anthony Richardson, if the report's like, you know, he's not practicing or something or you know, kind of what he's, you know, his status is there. So, uh, yeah, for all the betters out there, definitely keep an eye on that. That could be a good one, I think, there, uh, seven and a half. But overall, uh, money line, got to pick the Ravens here for sure. Sounds good. Um, on to our next one, the Tennessee Titans going on the road to take on the Cleveland Browns. You know, man, I know last game uh, you picked the Titans to win and everything, uh, and I doubted them a little bit, but... Uh, they run into a pretty talented Browns team. I know that the, yeah, Browns, uh, had some clutch, uh, uh, fumbles there at the end of the game that cost them the game. I think with Deshaun Watson, uh, also, yeah, like one other thing, yeah, don't doubt Mike Tomlin on the road uh, or, uh, at home as an underdog FYI, he's got like a better win percentage than uh, Bill Belichick apparently. So, uh, anyway, Browns, I, 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 I think they get to, uh, Ryan Tan I still believe in that line. And again, yeah, at home, I feel pretty strongly about the Browns. You know, pretty confident them being able to run the ball somewhat against that t really talented uh, Titans defense. You know, I, I think, yeah, maybe Deshaun Watson makes a couple plays there. He really needs to just make sure he doesn't turn over the ball because I think that Titans defense, again, really well-coached team. They can definitely make some plays there uh, and uh, just basically just not make mistakes. So, uh I don't know. It's it's gonna be a tough matchup, I think, for the Browns, uh, with you know predominantly good run uh, team, and if they're able to control the ball some, that could cause problems for the Browns. I feel like you know getting Deshaun Watson trying to like you know just uh, passing all the time, so uh, and you know create and get turnovers that way. So I gotta go with the Browns here. I, I, I even without Nick Chubb, I I like what I saw from Ford. Uh, I hear there's some talks about Kareem Hunt coming back or whatever. Uh, so, you know, I, I like what I saw from Ford. If Kareem Hunt uh, comes, great. But, 
you know, might not play that much anyways. So I still feel comfortable with the Browns. They'll be able to move the ball, make enough plays. It'll be a tight game, I think. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns here at home. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans here. I I feel like they're walking into a very similar matchup as they did last week uh, when the Chargers were down Austin Eckler. Now they get the Nick Chubbless uh, Browns with, you know, Jerome Ford, like you said, had an awesome uh, showing last night. Um, could we see Kareem Hunt in, you know, uh, brown and orange sometime soon? Like, it's possible. Um, but at least for week three, I don't think he'll be there. And, you know, they bottled up Josh Kelly for 13 uh, carries and 39 yards. I mean, I feel like the Chargers really couldn't establish the run. And I feel like that's a very low-key, um, you know, way for them to kind of open up that passing game. And, like, without the run, I feel like, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, wasn't able to really, like, capitalize in a, in a sense like take them over the top i mean they still played a very tight game on the road um but i i see this in the same sense like if they can you know basically hold jerome ford to a similar stat line and then put a lot more pressure on deshaun watson um you know that defense can make enough plays to make it interesting and uh you know i still don't think like the world of the titans offense but i find it serviceable enough and you know i just think there could be some weirdness here, just a just a sneaky road win by Tennessee. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. Tight ball game, but I'll just go with the Titans. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, I definitely agree on tight ball game. I think Cleveland Browns are favored by by three here. Again, you know, on uh, it's a home game for them. So I, I, might, I, I might not take a bet on that, honestly. That's probably a really tight bet. Again, Titans, really talented team uh or you know really well coached team i think and that really goes far in the nfl right at least in this early part of the season here so uh yeah tight game but yeah i don't know if i would be betting on this game at all yeah ditto um in our next one we have the broncos going on the road uh to miami to take on the dolphins yeah, man. Uh, you know, this Dolphins team, I, I think you might have called it, and I might have under, underestimated y'all, but, you know, Mike McDaniels just got, he has his team humming. He has his team humming. Uh, <laughs> Vic Fangio, like he, he's been able to game plan on that defensive side of the ball and everything as well. So there, I think some people have them ranked as like number one, number two team in the NFL right now, just because of how effective two is, you know, so if they can keep Tua upright, like this team is going to be really hard to beat. So yeah, I, I have to pick the Dolphins. Like, I don't know if there's any other teams that would necessarily uh, go against the Dolphins at home, but yeah, definitely for the Broncos, you know, having them uh, lose this game here. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a team Tua right now. Uh, we'll see how he goes. Tyreek Hill has been killing it like that duel. Uh, they're kind of just changing everything. And then, yeah, also add in, you know, Waddle in there. That's just such a dynamic duo that they have over there. And just going all ho-hum and then Vic Fangio uh, solidifying things on the defensive side of the ball, too. Yeah. Um, ditto. I have Miami winning here. I don't think Denver is dead in the water or not going to be able to put up a matchup. Like, I see this actually being a close game because uh, I think Russell Wilson and Peyton have way too much pride to just start off their year 0-3 and, and then, like, kind of walk into Miami and get absolutely blown out. Like, I don't think they're the type of team that won't be, you know, putting up a fight here. Uh, they've got enough talent on both sides of the ball to at least make this a game, um, you know. But I think, for what it's worth, Miami is just capitalizing on, you know, uh, playing some excellent offense, just starting off being electric, showing out, you know, showing that – they can be one of the top teams in the AFC. Uh, obviously, would love to, you know, hold that AFC East lead for as long as they can. Um, it's possible if the Buffalo Bills happen to play some up and down games every once in a while, and obviously the Jets now have to kind of, you know, pivot and figure out what they're going to do under center uh, if it's not going to be Zach Wilson. So um, I think with that, I think you just gain more confidence. Obviously, too, staying healthy is is everything for them too. Um, so hopefully, he just stays healthy for everyone's sake, even, uh, you know, us fans alike. I mean, I like watching the kid play and, you know, McDaniels is a lot of fun to watch kind of under his tutelage. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, at home, the ability to play Denver and own two team kind of, you know, struggling on their way in. Like I see this as another win for Miami. 
Yeah, I mean, the Broncos, you know, they've... Uh, it, all their games have been close so far this season, you know, albeit... Uh, we can definitely talk about how, you know, they blow leads and how, you know, their their team chemistry just... It doesn't seem like they're ho-humming right now compared to some other teams. But at the same time, like, yeah, they're going to go against a pretty tough uh, Dolphins team here. Uh, I think the, the cover is like six and a half in favor of the Dolphins. Do I go over? I don't know. I don't think so. Honestly, uh, I might go the under here, but um, you know this Dolphins team. Like at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they are able to pop up like I don't know, fourteen points or something like that uh, over. So, but you know, Broncos. I think their their defense will keep them somewhat in the game with Patrick Sertain and everything. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if I've checked the injury report here, but I think you know uh, all the major players are involved are are there still. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll probably then go with, uh, for sure, uh, yeah, uh, probably go under, you know, in favor of uh, the the Broncos keeping it a little bit close. Got it. In our next one, we have the Falcons uh, going into Detroit to take on the Lions. Yeah, and this is going to be a fun game, I think, because, you know, this Falcons team, uh, they've been looking really good the first uh, two two games of the season, but you know they're going to run into this Lions team. But I think they got I think they got a little pissed off losing to uh, the Seahawks there at home. So for me, it's going to be much more of a vengeance game. They're 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 going to kind of come with a little bit of an edge onto them uh, going into this. Like they don't want to lose two in a row at home. Uh, so for me, you know, I again I really like what the Falcons are doing, but I feel like. Uh, the Lions, they're they're gonna come and get it. They're gonna come and get it. I think it's also kind of a bad matchup against the Falcons. Uh, I think the Lions. I know they struggled with the defense in the past, but I feel like you know that's gonna be an emphasis. That's like Dan Campbell is gonna be like, yeah, we're gonna stop the run, and I think they got the 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 mindset to do some of that. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Lions here. Uh, it's gonna be a close one. I think that's gonna be a theme. I think for the Lions throughout the season, but I'm gonna go Lions here, just not. Uh, they're they're just gonna will themselves to victory, basically. Not why no lose. Uh, you know, at home here. Man, it's taking a lot for me to not pick Atlanta here because <laughs> I've really liked what I've seen over the last couple of weeks, especially against Green Bay. It's just a very gritty type of win to do that pitch play uh, on fourth down, kind of, you know, uh, walking their way into like what would have been an easy field goal. They just decided like, hey, we're we're gonna get even closer. We're gonna wear we're out more clock here and they just do a pitch play to Bijan Robinson who, you know, made that defender look like a, an absolute chum. So um, they're just playing inspired football. They look like a team that's on the rise. Uh, got a lot of young talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Like it's really fun to get behind. And I'm really struggling because the lions, you know, they may be down CJ GJ with a torn peck. Uh, it sounds like Monty is going to miss some time too. So it's like, they just keep, they keep losing pieces. They keep losing very important pieces to this team. Um, but like you're saying, I mean, I had a lot of confidence in the Lions coming into this year. I think they probably have a lot of confidence in themselves to, to kind of bounce back after a tough loss and, uh, you know, kind of hold serve at home. Um, Atlanta's not going to be a team that's going to be, uh, going undefeated this year. Or, you know, I'd like to think they're not yet, you know, going to be a double digit win type of team, but they may prove us wrong as the year goes on. I just can't see them starting off three and zero. If I have to be honest with you, so I think this is the week that uh, you know Detroit bounces back after a salty loss last week and, and takes down the Falcons. Yeah, no, I mean that's just what I agree. Yeah, I, I think that's just how I'm feeling right now. It's just yeah, the Lions. If that is going to be a factor, you know, uh, is watching the injuries. You know, that's that's just the thing. The, the Falcons are pretty healthy right now. I don't think I see too many. I don't think I see any players on the injury report here. So. Uh, you know, yeah, we, there's uh, Montgomery. I think he's there, and then notable players out week three. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson too. So, uh, but you know, it's it's just hard for me to believe that the Lions are gonna go, you know, one and two with these uh, like two back to back losses at home. Uh, but you know, I would not be surprised if the Falcons do it. I just I think for me, it's more of a gut feeling that the Lions are gonna pull it off here. Gotcha. Uh, next, we have New Orleans uh, going on the road into Green Bay. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? Yeah, uh, man, this is going to be this is a, definitely going to be a tough one too. I think, but I got 
I think I'm going to go with the... Well, I mean, I hey, I, I know we, we've been talking uh, shit to the Packers over there a little bit. Uh, you know, no Aaron Jones, uh, possibly, you know, and uh, Christian Watson, he's been hobbled a little too. He didn't play the last game, too, and I don't know, I've been kind of waiting for him to jo join. It's definitely one of those ifs type of games, if they are able to get Aaron Jones, if they are able to get Christian Watson, you know, or some combination of them. Uh, it looks like it's... Uh, not going to be terrific. It was, I think it's going to be in Green Bay, so Bakhtari's going to play. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever seen those uh, conversations with uh, Matt LaFleur. He seems really pissed off about uh, Bakhtari not playing uh, on, you know, non-turf or whatever. So, uh, that the big ifs, big ifs to watch with regards to at least Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. But if they get at least one of those players, I think that they can win and defeat uh, the the Saints here. If if they lose both, if both of them are not able to go, uh, I just saw like, AJ Dillon. He just wasn't able to, you know, against a pretty good talented team uh, over there. Uh, you know, I I don't think he can carry the offensive rushing power there. I think Aaron Jones is a necessity for you know the rushing game, and then also Jordan Love kind of being that you know uh, 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 change of pace type of running back compared to AJ Dillon. So. Um, I'll preface all that saying, you know, maybe I'm betting that uh, Aaron Jones and Watson don't play, and then I'm going to pick the Saints here. So that's all the caveats. That's who my pick is, uh, or my official pick for all the record keeping that we're doing. Gotcha. I think the Saints are a superior team. Don't get me wrong. I think by year's end, they're going to have the better record. I am struggling with them being a 3-0 and team after just edging out the Titans and the Panthers in consecutive weeks. Um, especially when you're at home, I feel like you should probably step on their necks just a little bit harder there. If you're really going to be like a, a strong playoff team, uh, green Bay for what it's worth. I mean, I didn't think much of them going into this year, obviously took care of the bears in short order, um, played a very competitive game on the road against the Falcons, who I think we have a little bit more respect for now. I think just going back home, uh, resetting just a bit, having a chance to kind of build bonds with Dobbs, uh, Jaden Reed, um, others, if it's not going to be, you know, Christian Watson or, you know, maybe Aaron Jones not making that comeback as well. I think they've got enough team there, at least maybe on the offensive side of the ball uh, to make this one competitive. I think both defenses for these teams have been pretty strong um, off the bat. I think that's kind of a wash, but uh, even, you know, Derek Carr hasn't really established dominance yet. Um, hasn't really like, gotten up to very high levels of uh, passing yards, touchdowns, things like that. And I'm kind of not understanding the backfield mix for New Orleans. It seems very scattered. I mean, we've got weeks of Jamal Williams now, you know, Tony Jones and, you know, uh, obviously uh, Taysom Hill kind of leading up the backfield. It's like, it's just kind of confusing. Like, what, do you, what are you trying to establish identity-wise for your offense? And, uh, you know, we know what Chris Olave is. Like, he's a stud. But, um, yeah, I guess for me, it's just like, another uh, week of weirdness, another game that'll probably just, uh, you know, end up with a lot of us scratching our heads about who these teams really are. But I just have a tr you know, tough time after seeing how the Saints have kind of come out, um, calling them a 3-0 and team on the road in, in Green Bay. I think that's going to be maybe too tough for them this early on. Yeah. I mean, hey, fair, that's fair. And, you know, Green Bay is not the easiest place, definitely not New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, and Derek Carr, though, I feel like, you know, he, he's got he's got a little dog in him. He's got a little dog in him, I, I feel like. So maybe I'm just trying to be bullish there. And uh, it, it'll be interesting, I think, in the passing game of, of uh, uh, on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers if they are able to, you know, uh, create some turnovers, I think, against Derek Carr. I think that, that, that can definitely be a thing. I think that could be one thing to look out for is any interception creations like they, with those talented secondary that the Packers do have there and getting some pass rush. But... For me, yeah, I'm going to go a little bit crazy, pick the Saints, see if they can go to the 3-0, take that division, take that lead and everything there. I think by little dog you were saying uh, he's got a chihuahua inside of him. I, <laughs> yeah, I fully agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, on to our next one. We've got the Texans going on the road to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars. I mean, you know, tough, uh, tough defeat there against the Kansas City Chiefs. I know we picked uh, both, both picked them to you know kind of beat beat the 
the Chiefs there at home. Uh, I mean, I think this will be this will be a little tough for them, but I think Jacksonville pulls it off. You know, this Texans team, uh, they, they they didn't look good. They I think they look better than probably what I expected, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But you know, Jaguars, divisional rival at home. I think they'll win this game. I think there's you know they're they're, they're definitely going to be. Uh, you know, not going against Patrick Mahomes and, and such, but at the same time, like they'll make enough plays on the defensive side of the ball uh, against CJ Stroud. Maybe they cause a turnover too. And then I think uh, Lawrence, I, I think he'll be able to move the ball pretty effectively here. So uh, for me, yeah, definitely going to pick Jaguars, uh, you know, probably winning. I'm going to, I might go the over here. I think uh, uh, for the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, I I might join you there too on the over. Uh, Jaguars definitely winning this one. I just feel like they haven't really played to their standards so far this season, especially you know, against KC and even so uh, in Week One in Indianapolis. I think that they're going to set the you know standard. I think right here uh, in terms of what they're going to be for the rest of the year. Uh, Stroud, he's making strides to me. I mean the running. Game has been pretty awful so far. I mean, Pierce owners for all fantasy purposes have been kind of distraught, destroyed, myself included on that one. Um, haven't yet seen it, but, you know, I like what Tank Dell could possibly be. Um, I think Nico Collins has obviously had really good stat lines as well. So Stroud's really starting to, like, build rapport early on with his wide receivers. And, you know, I think Dalton Schultz has been in the mix too. But, um, yeah, I just think there's, uh, you know, there's too much team over in Jacksonville. I think... You know, they they had a harsh loss, I think, against Kansas City. They didn't move the ball all that much, but in the same sense held, you know, Patrick Mahomes to 17 points. So you got to give him some respect there. Uh, yeah, I, I think they bounced back in the right way this week and, uh, you know, beat a pretty lowly Texans team. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, I think, mentally, uh, yeah, you have that. Uh, maybe it's like a boat, like a build of confidence that, oh, you know, we went kind of toe-to-toe against this Kansas City Chiefs team. I, I know they beat us last year. And we lost to them again. They're going to take some of the aggression off and their pissed offness, you know, maybe on this uh, Texans team. So, uh, yeah, I see them favored nine and a half on DraftKings right now. Yeah, for me, I'm, I might go the over just, you know, like I was mentioning, they're going to be pissed off. Had a pretty decent showing on the defensive side of the ball. They'll probably create some turnovers there uh, against Stroud. And then, uh, you know, I think they'll be able to move the ball. Uh, I think they've kind of maybe, you know, probably uh, figure out things a little bit here and there with Ridley, Christian Kirk, and, you know, uh, utilizing all the weapons that Lawrence does have. They just haven't been able to get the, the movement going yet. So, Gotcha. Um, in our next one, we have the Chargers going on the road to take on the Vikings. Yeah, man. Oh, man. This is this is a fun one. Talk about, like, two like teams. It's like, oh, wait. They, they did well last year. Okay, you know, I think they all both made the playoffs, but I think heading into this season, there was definitely some discomfort on the Vikings and, you know, now the Chargers, like very upsetting. So kind of, you know, two teams looking to prove something and it's kind of a betting like, all right, which one's just not going to screw this up, I feel like. And I think it's it's going to be a tough one, but, you know, I, I do like the Vikings at home. I do like the Vikings at home here, maybe just strictly because of that. Uh, get the home field advantage. Uh, I I understand that you know Chargers gonna get go against uh, a defense that's kind of you know I I think we both talked about how this the talent on the on the defensive side uh, it just isn't there yet you know they do have Brian Flores who I think you know for all it's worth uh, they the defense has kept them somewhat in games the turnovers just have really killed them so uh, but here I think you know against this Chargers defense just is completely underperformed and now going against you know the top. Uh, wide out in the game, and then you know, with uh, Kirk Cousins as well. I think they'll make enough plays. You know, look out maybe for Jordan Addison as well. You know, maybe he'll, he can get a touchdown. He's looked pretty good so far here. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Vikings here to at least win the game. Man, these teams are really similar. Uh, both played some pretty hard fought games in the last couple weeks, they're both 0 and 2. Uh, whoever ends up losing this game, I mean, to start off their year 0-3 basically, like, takes them out of contention, I feel like, almost off the off the bat here. Um, this one's tough, man. I think Chargers are a better football team. That's the only thing I'm basing this on. I just think they're 
just a better up and down football team in terms of complete roster. Um, I like their quarterback a bit more. I think their defense has more uh, weight to it. Um, you know, I think the positional players probably for the Vikings maybe have a slight edge if Eckler's not playing. So um, that's another thing to consider whether or not Austin Eckler will actually be on the field on Sunday. Uh, man, if they lose that game, if Chargers lose that game, I mean, the Staley's got to be fired. I mean, it's got to be like coming any day, you know, and I would just hand the, hand the, like the headset right over to Kellen Moore and just let him be the head coach and see what he does, you know, at that point. So we'll just have to find out. Um, I think this one's going to be an absolute shootout. So whatever the, um, line is, I'd probably go the over for the, you know, total game. I think it's gonna be like a 60 point or more, mm-hmm. uh, game collectively. So we'll just have mm-hmm. to find out, but, uh, yeah, limited defense in this one, and uh, Herbert yeah. and Cousins just letting it rip. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the key thing, another key injury to watch out for is Christian Dershaw. You know, uh, he, apparently he was active on Thursday night, but I guess they just didn't want to play him there. So, uh, you know, if he's able to play, uh, again, he suited up apparently last game, just he just didn't play. If he's able to suit up, that could really honestly be a difference maker. Again, you know, with the pass rushers that the Chargers do have, so... Just something to keep an eye out on uh, if Christian Dursaw is active. Uh, might be, but, you know, if he was suited up but just didn't play last game, maybe he does play this game. And, you know, I would feel a lot better <laughs> if I was Chris, uh, Kirk Cousins if Dershaw was there. So, yeah, just something to keep an eye out on. Got it. Next one, we have the Panthers going on the road against the Seahawks. Yeah, I mean, Seahawks, great that they bounced back uh, uh, against the Lions. And that was a tough game. That was a tough and fun game there. So, and Panthers, you know, still Bryce Young, he's still making some mistakes in there. Again, it's kind of expected being a rookie quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I did predict the Panthers maybe to surprise some teams, but maybe it was a later half in the season I was kind of thinking of. So, I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. Uh Seahawks, yeah, kind of rebounding uh, from a little bit of a tough start. Uh, but, you know, they showed some grit, I think, the, this last game. And I think they continue some of that momentum on now, you know, at home. So, for me, yeah, I, I have to pick the Seahawks here pretty simply. Same here. Uh, Seahawks had a huge win on the road in Detroit. I think they kind of ride that wave. Uh, I think we think a little bit differently now of what the Rams are and what they can be. So, um you know, maybe that's not just a, a, a huge wake-up call for just the Seahawks, but um, Carolina, you know, the offense has been pretty pretty putrid to kind of kick it off. I mean, Bryce Young doesn't look particularly, you know, ready uh, yet as like an NFL every week starter. That may not be his fault. I think he's just going to need time to get, you know, comfortable. He needs obviously a lot more offense around him. I think his, his passing weapons are pretty below grade. Um yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, the Panthers put up a fight against New Orleans, uh, at least on Monday. So, you know, they're not dead in the water. I think that defense is going to keep them in ball games. But to just go on the road against Seattle after a big, like, victory like that, I think Seattle's going to, you know, kind of show that they're, you know, playoff caliber and kind of ride this wave and, uh, yeah, definitely get the W uh, this Sunday. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, yeah, and it's it's definitely going to be, you know, I think, was it the Seahawks? Uh, was it Seahawks are favored by about six? Uh, I mean, that's a tough one. I might not make a bet, but if I were to make a bet, maybe go over something like that. But yeah, I think it'll be a tough one. Uh, against the Panthers, there a little bit. Panthers defense, I think they keep them in game, so we'll, but we'll see. Uh, what happens there? Yeah, I might go the over on the road for the Panther. I mean, I feel like. I feel like the Seahawks have enough offense there to, uh, to, to, to at least expose the Panthers defense. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Bryce Young, you know, just going into uh, the 12th man kind of environment figuring out like what it is to play in Seattle for the first time. Like, I really do think that's going to be uh, a threat, uh, you know, True. he's coming from Seattle. So I, I, I think it's going to be a rough game for him to be honest. Yeah, true. I mean, the communication standpoint, I think that's a huge thing from a rookie quarterback. It's like, Oh, he he just learned how to like you know communicate with his offensive lineman and his wideouts. Oh, now I can't hear them. <laughs> you know he's gonna have to come up with some nonverbal cues there. So that's a good call out for sure. We'll see. 
Um, this next one, man, I don't even know if we needed to do it, but uh, Dallas is going on the road to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, what's the over-under <laughs> on this one now? Uh, oh, it's, it's 12. So technically, technically, the Bears are a worse favorite or a, a worse underdog than uh, the Cardinals versus Dallas, actually, which is pretty interesting, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely going to go with Dallas here. Uh, I think it's this Cardinals team is really gritty. So I know that this da- Dallas Cowboys team looks really good, like really good. But I mean, yeah, that's a big spread over there. And, you know, the Cardinals, they've kept things close. So I would not be surprised of, you know, they, they can get things under that 12 mark there. So, yeah, I might pick the under uh, from the Cardinals perspective. Again, they've just been like the Pat Beverly, I think, of the NFL so far, just really scrappy, really like. <laughs> I don't know, like borderline dirty. I don't know if they really like have any anything like that, but they've really just been gutting out and maximizing things and been be keeping themselves in game. So, uh, but yeah, Dallas Cowboys. That's gonna be a tough uh, matchup anywhere. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Dallas for the win. But yeah, probably go on the under twelve there. Yeah, it's a it's a contract year for Arizona. You know, they're they're trying to fight for that contract, trying to. You know, make sure all of their efforts are expended. Um, but honestly, man, they're going to take that L hard. I think, you know, at least from, you know, what they've done the first couple of weeks, their differential has been seven points. So like you said, they've been in games, they've been, you know, scratching and clawing, just trying to, you know, I think for a lot of those players, obviously like them as a collective group of individuals, they're necessarily not tanking, but maybe the organization might be, the coaches might be throwing in a couple funky plays that, you know, keep them down a bit, but, um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, there's just no way Dallas loses this game. Um, no matter what the, you know, circumstances are. I mean, I think everybody might have learned too, like of what can happen if you let your guard down against the Cardinals based on what the giants kind of faced, but you know, talent will kind of win out in this situation and yeah, Dallas will move on to three and oh, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's really just a battle of the line, basically, of uh, the point spread there. So, yeah. No doubt. Our next one's our Sunday night game. Uh, We got the Pittsburgh Steelers going on the road to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I mean, impressive win by the Steelers against the Browns. You know, they they were able to get some turnovers there. Um, you know, I'm looking kind of at the line now because apparently that's an important thing, you know, whenever the Steelers are underdogs at home, but this game is in Vegas. Uh, man. Yeah. I, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna have to go with the Steelers here, even though, yeah, the, the Raiders are favored actually here. So, uh, two and a half looks like for the Raiders. Um, and there's, there, there definitely is. It's, it's one of those. I think for me, uh, the Steelers, they they showed some grit, you know, against a tough defensive team there. But I, I think that defense will cause some turnovers, enough turnovers. And, uh, you know, the the line for the Raiders just have not looked good. And I think that's where the difference is going to be. Like they'll, they'll be able to make some plays here and there uh, against the Raiders, you know, whether it's a fumble or, or interception, something like that. And I think that'll be the difference maker here for the Steelers. Uh you know, this definitely is a tough uh, team, I think, heading into the season. And Mike Tomlin's still one of the best coaches. And I do, I still don't trust uh, Josh McDaniels with anything. So for me, yeah, I'm st- I'm going to go with the Steelers here. Going to be a close one, maybe by a field goal or less or something like that. But yeah, I, I just don't know about this Raiders team uh, as of yet so far. I, I think this Raiders team is just like completely window dressing. I mean, they've got like Jimmy G and Devonte and Max Crosby and it's like in some Chandler Jones, it's like, Ooh, it's like super, super star studded. You know, like I just feel like underneath the hood, there's just like all these damaged goods, damaged parts. It's just like, is going to limit this machine from like doing really anything. I see them as being, you know, the worst team in the AFC West, uh, unless the Broncos just completely tank as well this year. Um, and I do think this Pittsburgh team is really gritty. I mean, to kind of see them come out, um, play some really tough nose football last night against the Cleveland uh, Browns, like create a lot of pressure, force those fumbles. You know, TJ Watt right now uh, is just an absolute force uh, for IDP, for defense in, in general. I've got him in in my IDP league, and he's actually number two overall in points. I mean, for that to be the case after two weeks is ridiculous with 
what quarterbacks and running backs put up, but he's really been an absolute force uh, to kind of start off this year. So, um, you know, Jimmy G under center facing a lot of pressure, um, you know, pretty young, talented secondary for Pittsburgh. Like I like what they can do um, offensively, like Kenny Pickett, we don't know, man. Could be below average, maybe middle of the road type of guy. Um, he just needs to kind of keep it all together. I think, you know, him and Jimmy G held together. It's 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 pretty close. It would be a pretty close fight there. Um, but I just think Pittsburgh overall has a little bit more heart, is moving in the right direction as a franchise. And I think, you know, they pull out the win uh, here in Las Vegas. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, and I, I think uh, I'm, I'm always seeing like Jacoby Myers. I think he, you know, got hurt. Uh, so just something to keep an eye out on there. Like you said, the secondary, the young secondary for uh, uh, the Steelers, you know, they're still young, uh, you know, Porter Jr. and such. But uh, I still yeah, believe in the grit, the coaching that the Steelers have. I think that would just be the difference maker here. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. I I do think the Raiders, again, they have some difference makers out there with Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, et cetera, uh, Tyree, uh, Tyree Wilson. Uh, but, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, it's all about, you know, if they're able to actually keep the ball. And we'll see what happens there, I think, with regards to turning over the ball and, and making sure that Jimmy G still is kept uh, up straight as much as possible. But, you know, he's been a good quarterback in terms of getting a quick release. So uh, hopefully that, you know, uh, works in their favor if I'm a Raiders fan. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, our last two games fall on Monday. Uh, the first one on the slate will be the Eagles going on the road to Tampa. Uh, Wayne, who are you picking here? I'm on Team Tampa here, man. I'm on Team Tampa. I feel like oh, <laughs> they've been they've been playing really well. It's one of those they've been playing really well. Uh, you know, uh, as a team, I feel like I'm feeling the hype. You know, I've Maybe it's just I've seen too much of like their Instagram and like their hype videos, but they seem really connected playing as a team and they're really getting behind the back of Baker Mayfield a little bit. Eagles team, uh, you know, uh, not the best showings. I think the first two games of the season, uh, I think they're still trying to figure out things from a schematic standpoint. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, not the, like the MVP type of form that maybe some people were expecting. You know, maybe he does miss a little bit of the game planning and, and scheme making and adjustments that uh, uh, that uh, Shane Sykin brought. Uh, uh, the defensive side of the ball has been pretty okay, I would say for sure. So I no complaints there. But for me, yeah, this Bengals team or not Bengals team, but this Buccaneers team is playing really inspired. I feel like so uh, going to be a close one. This is going to be a really gritty battle, but I'm going to go Bucks upset here. I love it. I love the hot take. I think you're well in your right to make that kind of take too, because like you're saying, Philly has been playing like mediocre for their standards. Um, they have pulled out um, a couple victories here. So at the very least they're winning those ball games. Uh, I think conversely, Tampa hasn't really played a juggernaut like Philly just yet. I mean, to get the bears and Vikings off the bat, uh, pretty, pretty easy. Uh, I don't want to say, we're expecting Tampa to be, you know, shutting teams down or even, um, you know, going over in a lot of these situations. And uh, I mean, this will be their first real test. They get a win against Philly. I'll start to, I'll start to buy in on playoff uh, considerations, playoff hype. And I'll start buying in a little bit on some of this Baker Mayfield nonsense, because up to this point, I mean, Baker Mayfield is what on his fourth team in, you know, a couple seasons, like, <laughs> Great. I'm glad you've had two solid weeks. I'm glad you've looked like an NFL quarterback. Like it's about time, but um, you know, do I buy into him being uh, an every week starter for the next five to 10 seasons? Like, no. Uh, do I buy that? He's, you know, the new franchise quarterback of Tampa. No. So I think Philly goes in there and has a game. Um, I think this would be a good football game because I do trust, the Tampa Bay defense. I do like a lot of their team and I like how Baker has been playing so far. So I'll say this is a game, but I think Philly goes to three and out. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I think one thing I'll probably be watching for is to see how the Eagles uh, kind of game plan, you know, last game, right. They're like, we're just going to run the ball. Like Swift had like 28 touches or something like that, or 28 runs like that, which is 
unheard of in today's you know game uh so i feel like yeah they're definitely not gonna be able to do that against the bucks uh they're gonna have to pass the ball some so that's definitely where i feel like you know jalen hurts is is he gonna get you know that uh is he gonna be able to do some um throws there and and you know dissect that buccaneers defense which again like you know they have some of the the a lot of the the members from that team that won the Super Bowl and that defense really kind of stood out there. So, you know, Shaquille Barrett, he's played really well this season, you know, got that uh, pick six uh, against the Bears there. Again, you know, hey, it's the Bears, whatever. But uh, I just think there's some momentum, some confidence that they're coming, kind of coming in here. And this will definitely be a, a, a game that'll be like, okay, this team's for real if they do, are able to pull this off. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely saw the pockets collapsing. I mean, watching that game and then checking out the you know the highlights, watching it back, like that pocket just kept collapsing on on Chicago, and Justin Fields had to make some some quick reads, and he obviously had a couple bad balls. Um, you know, for what it's worth, Tampa gets to play you know Jalen Hurts, who's a similar style quarterback as Fields, so maybe it won't be um, as big of a shift, kind of kind of moving from Fields to Hurts either. So that might play you know to their advantage as well. So. You know, for what it's worth, they're playing inspired football. You got to give them credit where it's due. And hey, man, they win this ball game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna start being a believer for them in the NFC South for sure. Yeah, I mean, I picked them going last, so I mean, yeah, they're really like proving me wrong right now. So like, yeah, you know, two games in, right? But uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on the bandwagon for them for now. So <laughs> sounds good. And and last but not least, we've got the LA Rams going into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Uh, I mean, this is like, you know, a team that both of us considered like Super Bowl contenders, right? Uh, with the Bengals underachieving, like supremely, I feel like. Uh, but then this Rams team, you know, really gritty. Uh, great coaching by Sean McVay. I almost feel like, I would say Sean McVay, like past seasons have, has been kind of like, I don't like an Eric Spolstra, just having all this talent around him and just be like, all right, let's pushing it through. Now he's actually been able to show... You know, his coaching chops a little bit, kind of what Eric Spolstra has, you know, was able to do when, you know, the uh, the Hollywood as hell big three uh, kind of left there. So maybe this is kind of turning into that, uh, you know, not having Cooper Cup necessarily and utilizing a rookie kind of in that Cooper Cup role, just getting all the receptions there with Mr. What, Akuta Matata, right? So uh, if they're able to, you know, be able to have that effectiveness in the past game, like Stafford's looked really good. Like, you know, maybe if I were to put, like, uh, some sort of, like, an actual most valuable player, like, Stafford has really upped his game and working again with the talent uh, around him. I think he's kind of upgraded, you know, the expectations of what the Rams, you know, were, you know, at the beginning of the season, I think. So, uh, but I got to go with the Bengals here. <laughs> it's hard for me just to imagine this team going 0-3 uh, and being able to take them seriously, you know, going forth. Uh, yeah, they had some, uh, you know, they lost their first, first two games, but I'll be it, you know, those, those two games are pretty tough teams, right? Uh, both Browns, you know, we can say what they want about them, about the turnovers that they had against the Steelers, but, you know, defensive line, it was top notch. And that really is the Achilles heel of the Bengals, I think, as, as the offensive line, uh, in, in years past and currently just trying to figure things out. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I, I think that against the Rams, They'll be able to pull it off. I think if they're like one and a half, maybe they go over. I don't know. So, but I think there's some urgency now that from the Bengals and the coaching staff that they got to perform, create some turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, and then yeah, get some points on the board too. Yeah. Um this this LA Rams team is one of the most fun teams to watch, I think, so far in football. And I think they're the kind of team that everybody wants to get behind. Like they're a complete wild card. Um you know, you got Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, uh, Kyron Williams taking over from, you know, Cam Akers and kind of making the backfield his own. Um, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. It, it was cool to see him knock off Seattle uh, almost, you know, maybe not win, but like almost maybe tie the ball game against the Nor Niners going to overtime. Like they made that game interesting. They made it respectable. And like, that's all you can really ask, you know, of them, because I think both of us were, were pretty uh, bearish on him going into the year. So um, like you're saying with Cincinnati, this is absolutely must win. Uh, they lose this game. The best they can possibly do is probably get a wild card berth. You know, maybe they're the seventh seed getting into the, 
you know, the very, very bottom of, of the bracket once, you know, the playoffs, you know, kick off. So, you know, they absolutely have to win this game. Uh, and I, and I see them being able to do that. I mean, they didn't necessarily drop the ball against the Ravens. It was a very competitive football game. They just definitely came up a little short in, in an area where I thought, you know, possibly they, they take the W there. So, uh, you know, Joe Burrow takes another stride in his passing. Uh, the offense takes another stride together. You know, they obviously had a complete blow up in week one. They looked a lot more serviceable last week, but I think this is where, you know, maybe they start clicking everything into full gear. So, you know, like you're saying with the defense, just hold it together. If you can make a turnover or two, like awesome. But in general, just like, just hold down the fort a little bit for, for Burrow and, and company. Yeah, no, like, yeah, just uh, make sure that, uh, you know, you got one guy. This is the whole thing with Stafford. He always looks at that one guy. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get him the ball as much as possible. Maybe, like, Justin Fields needs to do that a little bit more DJ Moore, I feel like, because, yeah, there were so many times where DJ Moore was open and just Justin Fields didn't look his way. So, yeah, uh, something to learn, you know, from Matthew Stafford. When you got a wide receiver, they can get open and get him the ball, right? So, uh, but, yeah, Bengals, it's going to be really hard for me to picture them going 0-3 here. Uh, just a lot on the line, I feel like, and they're gonna show up. I think, you know, Joe Burrow, he's 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 a stud, and I I think he'll be able to pull it off here, getting more reps uh, under his belt here now. I agree. Um, so with that, uh, that's our NFL Week Three breakdown. Uh, here from the team, uh, stick around with us for more coming up next week. Uh, we'll have another. You know, week to uncover uh, baseball uh, playoffs are also uh, approaching soon. So Wayne and I will probably put something together on that front. Um, like we mentioned at the beginning, we were recently on Stuff About Sports uh, podcast tonight before we aired this episode. So go to uh, Give Us a Shout uh, Shot Network over on YouTube. Uh, check out that content. Wait for our video there. Um, if you're still with us, like, subscribe. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Ball and Breakfast. And then we're also on audio uh, for Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, wherever you can find us. Uh, and with Wayne, I'm Patrick signing off for the Ball and Breakfast Podcast.